Welcome to TD Cowan Insights, a space that brings leading thinkers together to share insights and ideas shaping the world around us. Join us as we converse with the top minds who are influencing our global sectors. Good morning. Welcome back to T.D. Cowan's Street Cred. I am Chris Kruger with T.D. Cowan's Washington Research Group and will attempt to translate K Street to Wall Street faster than a speeding Acela and even faster if you juice up the playback. We're doing much better with our 2024 resolutions with our third post this month, really uh, exceeding our lack of a dry January. The 2024 inaugural pod attempted to try and make sense of the November election by breaking the year into three separate tracks that are currently running parallel, which of course now intersect as our second podcast dealt with six wild cards for the election. On today's, which was recorded on February 15th, so fair warning if everything has changed, we wanted to update listeners on three main areas in Washington. Number one, the state of play with the two big fiscal packages and looming shutdown risk in March. Number two, takeaways from the Tuesday special elections. And then three, some of the key catalysts on the horizon to close out Q1. Okay, number one, there are two quite large fiscal packages that have passed in opposite bodies of Congress over the past couple of weeks, although both are, are in pretty precarious positions and it's hard to see how they both get enacted, but this is 2024. So the first bill is the Senate passed $95 billion security supplemental. That's essentially a foreign and military aid package for Ukraine, Israel, Gaza, Taiwan, a few others that passed the Senate. Huge bipartisan vote, 70 to 29. The second big bill is the House passed basically $80 billion tax and stimulus deal. Uh, that also huge bipartisan vote, 357 to 70. About half of that bill is an expanded child tax credit, so call it $40 billion. And then the other half is a combination of three business tax extenders, essentially retroactively fixing some of those business tax credits, the research and development tax credit, bonus depreciation, and interest expensing. The Senate bill on the foreign and military aid package, that is not offset. It's deficit financed, which is par for the course on supplementals. While the House bill is offset by reforms and an expiration of the pandemic era employee retention credit, neither of the two bills addressed the southern border. The bipartisan Senate border security bill was blocked and is is not going to see a vote. In terms of passage of these two big fiscal packages, there, there are really three potential legislative vehicles to carry these bills. The issue for that security supplemental is basically, you know, former President Trump and a lot of opposition in the House to Ukraine aid. And the opposition to the House tax bill is from Senate Republicans who have real objections to that expanded and refundable child tax credit. But the, the three potential vehicles are, are right around the corner. They're on March 1st and March 8th. So March 1st, you have the first of two government funding deadlines. Four of the smaller appropriation bills uh, run out on March 1st. And then the, the other two potential legislative vehicles are both on March 8th. That's when the eight remaining appropriation bills expire, government funding. 
and then when the FAA uh, authorization expires. Wrapping up all three of those bills by March 8th is, is going to be a pretty tall order, particularly given the upcoming President's Day recess and the Senate impeachment trial of Homeland Security Secretary Mayorkas, which begins on February 26th. So it seems likely that they'll that the Congress will have to push out all of those dates two weeks, but again, very unknown. And the House is gone for a 13-day vacation will return with 72 hours to prevent a government shutdown. So would expect next week a lot of the headline coverage around D.C. to be about the, the TikTok with government funding about to expire. Okay, second area we wanted to flag, just some takeaways from Tuesday's uh, special elections. You know, as the saying goes, as go the suburbs. And the suburbs, uh, generally speaking, have been pretty positive ground for Democrats in the off-cycle elections from this past November and also the midterms in 2022. How special elections in presidential years always generate massive coverage and potential insights into what could transpire in November. Former Democratic congressman defeated the Nassau County Republican legislature uh, legislator uh, to fill the seat of the uh, expelled and uh, currently indicted uh, Congressman George Santos from Long Island. This is a district Biden won by nearly eight points in 2020. Santos won the seat uh, in 2022 by nearly the same margin. And the Democrats uh, flipped it again, winning, winning it by nearly eight points. So the election was was Tuesday. And, you know, on the eve of that special counsel report that was highly critical of Biden's memory plus the intense focus on the migrant crisis at the southern border, you know, the political atmospherics, despite the snowstorm, really favored the Republicans, but the suburbs remain largely Democratic. And that's a, that is a warning sign, we think, for, for Republicans, mainly, you know, within the, within the House races, because you look at the geography and margin for the House, and Republicans are defending 17 similar suburban districts that Biden won in 2020. Democrats are only defending five Trump won 2020 districts. So, you know, the the geography favors Democrats and the margin is now a, a two seat margin in the House for Republicans. So control of the House is a key gating question for policy next year. You have the debt ceiling coming up. You've got the expiration of the 2017 Tax Cuts and Jobs Act individual uh, rates and changes. You have the Obamacare subsidy cliff. So a lot going on in the House. I think the the other interesting takeaway from uh, Tuesday was the the sort of the, the the undercard, and that was the vacant Pennsylvania State House seat. Uh, this was around Bucks County, so Philadelphia suburbs. And the Democrats won, won that state house seat, retained their majority. If you think about Pennsylvania probably being the most critical state in the Electoral College, you know, the Philly suburbs and Bucks County could are, are probably the most critical county. So uh, Democrats winning there, you know, as well. OK, bucket three, uh, we're entering a catalyst rich period to close out Q1. You have the Munich Security Conference this weekend could also get clarity on Trump's uh, criminal trial over uh, January 6 and election interference that had been scheduled to start March 4th that now probably doesn't begin until the late spring. 
looking at the calendar, February 24th, next Saturday, you have the South Carolina primary. Two days later, Monday, February 26th, you have the the first impeachment trial of a, of a cabinet secretary in well over 100 years. Uh, it takes 66 senators to convict. We see no scenario where that happens. How long the trial lasts? Again, it hasn't happened, you know, in an extremely long time. Best guess is maybe a, maybe a day. You are going to have 11 House managers acting as prosecutors, you know, and some of these uh, managers are some of the more controversial members of the House Republican uh, Conference. So I think there is probably some, some risk here for Republicans to really overplay uh, what is candidly going to have the feel of, of a bit of a circus. The day right after that trial begins, you have the Michigan primary on February 27th. I already flagged the March 1 and March 8 deadlines uh, for government uh, funding, but in between those are Super Tuesday on March 5th and Biden's State of the Union on March 7th. So March just gets off to an unbelievable start in terms of scheduled catalysts. March 12 is the Georgia primary. And then March 19th is uh, a host of other big state primaries. March 19th is when Trump is likely to secure a majority of the delegates and become the de facto nominee. And then the month likely closes out March 25th with the beginning of Trump's uh, first of four criminal trials. That's the New York trial over the so-called uh, hush money case, although could get more clarity on that later uh, in, in the coming days on the actual start date for that. OK, that's a wrap. Just about 10 minutes or less. This has been Chris Kruger with TD Cowan's Washington Research Group for Street Cred. Have a great long weekend. Thanks for joining us. Stay tuned for the next episode of TD Cowan Insights.